Welcome, friends and church leaders, to the Effective Church Leaders Podcast and episode number 96. We're quickly approaching our 100th podcast episode. When we published number 100, I think we ought to celebrate. What do you think? Wow, 100th episode. I know. I think that's worthy of celebration. I think we should, you know, we could go to Chick-fil-A and buy a brownie. How about that? Well... I don't know about that. Maybe we'll go to Panera Bread and get a cup of coffee. (laughs) Well, you only said that because you're still in that promotion where you get a free cup of coffee for the first three months. Well. I think you just don't want to spend any money. Well, maybe. And maybe I'm saving from for something else. And no, I'm not going to tell you. I do know that we ought to celebrate, though, in some way. Um, and we have our listeners to thank for their continued support of these podcasts. Our listening audience is growing, and we are just thankful to God for that. Yes, we are. So you guys go buy yourself a brownie and four more episodes. <laughs> yeah, eat one for us. Yes, because he ain't getting one. <laughs> and honey, yeah, right. Hopefully, hopefully more and more church leaders are appreciating the support that we're trying to provide them as they tackle a difficult and complex job. We hope so. That's our prayer and our purpose. And and that's not a bad segue, honey, into the topic of discussion for today. Uh, In today's podcast, we want to talk about the role of elders. And oh, by the way, we are your hosts, Becky and Carrie Holton, in case you're tuning in for the very first time, and we still remember our names. (laughs) Well, that's right. We're talking about the role of elders today. One of the groups of church leaders that we address in these podcasts is what some churches call their elders. And of course, it's very important that elders, at least elders who are trying to imitate the elders of the first century, New Testament elders, it's very important that they know what their role is, their their job description, if you will. Well, you know, we are all going to agree about that. I mean, job descriptions are important across the board, but ever more so when we're trying to mirror and imitate church leaders of the New Testament. So we want to talk about the role of New Testament elders. And one of the reasons I think it's so important for not only elders, but preachers and deacons and ministry leaders to know their role is to allow for division of labor. The church needs each of these servants. The church needs those who will do the work of the elders. The church need the, needs those who will do the work of ministers, the work of deacons, the work of ministry leaders. And all of these have different roles. And when each understands their role, the leadership team can, boy, they can hit on all cylinders and the church can flourish and no one's stepping all over each other. That's right. And by the way, we have been asked by some church leaders, what is the role of an elder? It, it is a relevant question. It's very relevant. So let's jump right in. Where do you recommend we start on this? Well, why don't we start by saying that the practice of the early church, the church in the first century, was to appoint elders in every church. There is the testimony of Acts 14 and verse 23. It tells us that Paul and Barnabas appointed elders in every church that they had established on their first missionary tour. That's right. And and there's the witness of Titus 1.5, where Paul tells Titus, I left you behind in Crete for this reason, so you should put in order what remained to be done and appoint elders in every town, as I directed you. True. Now, these elders also wore other names, didn't they? They yes. had functions besides eldering. But today, we only want to ask what these early church leaders did in their role as elders. 
not as shepherds, not as overseers, but as elders. We want to discuss what those early New Testament elders did as elders. Right. And why don't we begin by talking about the Old Testament background of New Testament elders? Let's start with some backstory. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. As you say, elders did not just enter history in the first century. The Jews had a rich history of elders. They sure did. The Old Testament tells us of elders in the Jewish tradition and what they did. For example, God told Moses to assemble the elders of Israel and tell them what he was about to do in bringing his people up out of the misery of Egypt. That's from Exodus chapter 3. And Deuteronomy 21 records what parents were to do with the stubborn and rebellious, and rebellious sons. Remember that one? They're to bring their son to the elders of their town who were sitting at the gate of the city and report to these elders what their problem was. Right. And then there's Deuteronomy 22. We have this record. Suppose a man marries a woman, but after going into her, he dislikes her and makes up charges against her, slandering her by saying, I married this woman, but when I lay with her, I did not find evidence of her virginity. The father of the young woman and her mother shall then submit the evidence of the young woman's virginity to the elders of the city at the gate. So the elders were to consider the evidence and make a ruling. Wow, that's hardcore. Yeah, wow is right. You know, and I think, listeners, there's other passages in the Old Testament that illustrate what we're talking about, but I, I think these are enough for us to conclude that these elders in the Jewish towns, well, they'd sit at the gates to the city and act as sort of an informal court. They were like the local judge duties, I would say. They would make decisions in general and judge matters of dispute more specifically. I like that last line making decisions in general, and what'd you say? Well, they would judge matters of dispute, I think, more specifically. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Well, and just here, honey, we might add that the word elder refers, of course, to an older person. In the Old Testament, this was a role played by mature, gray-headed, wise, older men. It was the sage old graybeards who sorted out the problems of Jewish life. Hmm. You know, that's a pretty good lead-in to what we see elders doing in the New Testament, don't you think? I do. For example, let's consider what's going on in Acts 15. There were some Jewish Christians who were teaching Gentile Christians that unless they were circumcised according to the old law, well, they just couldn't be saved. (laughs) Not cool. And so Paul and Barnabas disagreed strongly with their position, and here's what Acts 15 verse 2 says. And after Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and debate with them, Paul and Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go up to Jerusalem to discuss this question with the apostles and the elders. And then on down in verse 4, that verse informs us that when Paul and Barnabas came to Jerusalem, quote, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all that God had done for them, quote. Right. So... So obviously these elders were surely leaders of the Jerusalem church to whom a problem was reported. In fact, verse 6 of that very chapter, Acts 15, tells us that the apostles and the elders met together to consider this matter. Then Peter speaks, then Paul and Barnabas, then James, 
And then a decision was made on what to do about this dispute. Verse 22 tells us that the apostles and the elders, with the consent of the whole church, decided to choose men from among their members and to send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. And they were going to carry a letter with them and report what the elders and the apostles and the church had decided. Right. In fact, let me find uh, this passage and read it for us. Uh, Acts chapter 15, I want verses 23 through 25. I could use a little more light here. Let's see, where is 20? Oh, there it is. Okay. Here's what the letter was to say that was to be taken to the church in Antioch. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the believers of Gentile origin in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, greetings. Since we have heard that certain persons who have gone out from us, though with no instructions from us, have said things to disturb you and have unsettled your minds, we have decided unanimously to choose representatives and send them to you along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. Well, listeners, this has been a little bit of a history lesson. This has been a brief review of only uh, some of the relevant passages. But what can we say at this point about the role of New Testament elders? I think we can say they were leaders in the early church. They were decision makers. They heard disputes and rendered judgments on those disputable matters. They were wise, older men who sorted out problems. Right, and if we were to transfer, honey, these ideas into a job description, we might say that elders should be wise, older men who provide leadership for our church, who make decisions, and who sort out problems or disputes that may arise in a church. Does that sound fair? I think it does. Now, it does seem to mean that elders... Um, shouldn't need to make all the decisions. Okay. It doesn't seem to mean that to me from what we read. You know, even in Acts 15, the whole church was involved in deciding if they should force the Gentile Christians to become good Jews. That's so true. I mean, what do you think of that? Well, I, I think that elders should not be making all the decisions. I mean, some decisions should be turned over to ministry staff and ministry leaders and teams and committees. In fact, we might say that the evidence we have in the New Testament of what elders decided had more to do with a specific kind of decision, you know, settling disputes, addressing problems, and giving sage advice. Of course, as leaders of the church, we might assume that they made other kinds of decisions that are not reported in the New Testament record. But to your point, elderships should not see themselves as vested with all decision-making authority. Well, would you agree, hun, that elders tend to go down a very unproductive path when they see their chief role as decision makers? I mean, if we stay on this topic a little longer, because this is an important topic and concept of being an elder, do you think that if they make all of these decisions, see themselves as chief decision makers, that that tends to be a pretty unproductive path? You're kind of putting me on the spot here, aren't you, honey? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have these questions. Well, I, I, I kind of I see two different ways of looking at that. I think you're right. I, I would answer yes, that if, if they see their role primarily right. as decision makers. That's the big, that's mainly what yes, they do. If yeah. that's mainly what they do, if they see themselves as primarily a board of directors, for example, that just makes decisions, right? then the church will suffer because 
who's going to shepherd people, who's right. going to oversee the church. Uh, so I, I would say yes to that. But I, I think we can also say that as elders, you know, they are to make decisions. Yes. Uh, their role is to give counsel. It is to sort out problems. It is to settle disputes. And, and it is to make decisions for the good of the church. But, of course, they have other roles and responsibilities as well. The New Testament also calls them shepherds. The New Testament calls them overseers. But but those discussions, I think, are, are for another day. Very well. I think those will be good discussions to have. But before we close, why don't we invite our listeners to weigh in on these discussions if they'd like to. Listeners, we would love to hear what you're thinking. We would we would really like to read your feedback. And you can send your comments to hello at effectivechurchleaders.com or you can send your comments uh, to our personal email addresses, holton.carry at gmail.com or rkholton at gmail.com. Yes. And, and before we close, uh, let's put in a plug for Effective Church Leaders University. The yeah. doors are now open. I know. I'm so excited I about am this. too. I am too. Church leaders, listen, we know your job is difficult. Yes. And we know that your responsibilities are very great. We want to offer our support and our help so that you can become more informed. Let me encourage you to go to our website, EffectiveChurchLeaders.com. And check out some of the resources that are available in that online university. You might find there answers to some of the questions that you've been asking. So go to EffectiveChurchLeaders.com and check out Effective Church Leaders University. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, friends. We hope to return next week for another brand new episode of Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we try to help you find answers to your questions. And by the way, if you have a question you would like for us to address, we would like to hear it. Just send it to hello at effectivechurchleaders.com. And until next time, thank you so much for your service and God bless you. 